And uh, and then I thought at one point, uh, wouldn't it be awesome if uh, I ported that to, to DOS? Because that's the most awesome and obvious thing ever. everyone and welcome back to another episode of the interview dump truck this week or today there's no pattern for this feature i've got an interview with brian lunduke who is the creator of linux tycoon and we're not talking to him because of the game we're talking to him because as you heard at the very top he decided at some point two years into development of the game after it had been out there for a while hey i'm gonna port this to ms dos Instead of it just being an April Fool's joke or something dumb like that, he actually did it. If you go to www.lunduk.com, you can download it for yourself. Enjoy. One of uh, one of the games that I produced probably about two years back was called Linux Tycoon. And uh, it started off as a joke game um, that uh, uh, I mentioned on an episode of the Linux Action Show. And everyone decided that they must have that joke game. That must exist, and so I, I made it and released it, and, and people actually really enjoyed it, and that kind of surprised me because it was a very simple game, but it was it was kind of fun, and uh, and then I thought at one point, uh, wouldn't it be awesome if uh, I ported that to to DOS because that's the most awesome and obvious thing ever. Um, I'd been getting a lot of requests for like iPhone versions and Android versions and things like that. I thought, well, if I just port it to DOS, I can tell people to just run it in like a DOS emulator or something like that. And uh, plus, it just sounded ridiculous and fun. So I ported the damn thing to, to DOS, which was both uh, awful and wonderful at the same time. And, uh, and then I told people about it. And then you called me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the entire series of events of your life. That's the full the story. So I'll talk to you later. Um, okay. So wh- why, don't, why don't you explain a little bit about what Linux Tycoon is? Like, what, what kind of game is it? And how did it, it go is- from joke game to this thing that you know people actually kind of responded to yeah it is um, it is a very simple basically a resource management game um, it's um, it's a tycoon game in the old school tycoon sense of the word you know you you know you, you basically you manage and create your own Linux distribution so uh, you do things like select which packages go into your distro uh, get volunteers and paid developers, assign them to fix bugs. There's even an option in there where you can actually sacrifice the lives of your volunteers to for like bonuses like hype and things like that because that's obviously real and, and happens in the real world. <laughs> uh, and that's that's really it. I mean, that's the gist of it is you're, you're trying to compete against a bunch of fictional Linux distros like Ubuntu and things like that to uh, to become the number one Linux distro in the world. And it's it's very it's a very simple game, but it's it's kind of a satisfying game when you beat everyone else. <laughs> so so I think that's uh, people really kind of enjoyed that, especially Linux nerds. I mean, if if you're not a Linux nerd, you're going to load this up and you're not going to know what ninety percent of the words are on the screen. But for Linux nerds, it kind of responded to them because it was it's not only just a a fun kind of casual like management style game, but it's one made specifically for and by. Linux nerds, so you know it, it. It feels like home. It's it's nice to get a game made about the ecosystem that you live in, you know. So um, it just kind of made people happy to have it. And so, what was it like for you when you sort of just made this? You know, like you kind of described as a joke, but certainly it seems uh, 
absolutely rooted in something that people like yourself and others in the Linux community not not deal with, deal with is probably the wrong phrasing, but interact with on a regular basis. Like how much is what is reflected in the game at least in some way rooted in the reality of what this community sort of deals with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, uh, so it's kind of funny you ask that. So the initial versions of Linux Tycoon, I was really focusing hard on accuracy. So I was trying to come up with the right equations to figure out what sorts of packages would result in uh, you know, having success as a Linux distribution and having sort of events that could occur within the, within the world that would, would modify how people adopted or liked your Linux distribution based on that. And I spent a lot of time on that before I realized that that was kind of making the game less fun. <laughs> so I started adding in things like there's events where uh, goats will chew on your, you know, your electrical cables and making it harder for you to do a release and, and things like that, which... It, I actually have goats and have had that happen, so I guess technically it is rooted in reality, but just only my reality. <laughs> um, but no, it, it kind of kind of diverged from that into more of um, more of a parody of ourselves. So all the packages are our parodies of actual packages that exist. Um, all of the distro names are parodies of the distro distributions that you'll find if you go to like distrowatch.com and look at like the top 100 list. Um, and and it's just kind of just a big giant ball of poking fun at ourselves while at the same time playing a casual management game, which is which is oddly enjoyable. Um, I mean, I made the game as, as a joke um, and then quickly realized that I was enjoying playing it, which, which was not my intention. <laughs> my intention was just to make a, a goofy thing mostly for, uh, mostly for my audience at the time because they wanted it. Um, and uh, it, it kind of worked out. I mean, I'm not exactly sure how that worked out, but it, it worked out. Um, which is funny because, I mean, I'm, so I, I make games for a living. I've, you know, I've, uh, uh, I've run a couple of game companies over the years. And, um, and I've worked very hard on games that I was convinced were going to be massively fun and massively successful. And then I make Linux Tycoon as a joke, and it is by far the most successful game I've ever worked on, which is very strange to me, <laughs> but, but awesome at the same time. So I, this is slightly a tangent, but you brought it up as part of the, the sort of like one of the roots in the design of this game, and I don't have anyone else in my life I could ever ask this to, but what makes one Linux distribution more popular than another? If there's some way to portray that to a layman, oh, like man. How, how, is that, how is that reflected? Like if you, if you, I don't know, that's probably a super broad question, but it comes, from, it comes from a place of having no idea how the <laughs> no, Linux community it's works. A, it's a fair question. So within the Linux, so if you're, if you're a normal person, I eat not a Linux person, and you go down to Best Buy or Fry's or something, and you're thinking, I'm going to buy a computer, and it's going to have a friggin' operating system on it. You're thinking, what looks cool and what runs the stuff I want to run? And that's pretty much it, right? I mean, like, you know, there's some people that want a Mac, some people want Windows, but that's pretty much the two choices, and they're going to select it based on, you know, what they think they like or what they're their, their uncle has or something like that. In the Linux world, things are profoundly more complex. So there's, there's the open source versus non-open source side of things. There are some distributions that include non-open source software, which gives them a small functionality boost, but at the same time, the people who 
were more hardcore in the open source world will then rail against you. So you end up with a boost and a negative at the same time. If you have, um, you know, uh, let's say an operating system that doesn't fit on a standard, say, 700 meg CD, your distro is not going to do as well. Whereas if you, say, release Windows on a DVD or Mac OS X on a DVD, no one really cares, right? I mean, it's no big deal. But in the Linux world, we care. And so things like that pop out of nowhere to have a pretty dramatic impact on how people adopt your, your new operating system. And I've tried to kind of include all, as much of that in Linux Tycoon as I can. There's a bunch of packages that are free. Some of them are open source. Some of them are not. You can include them in your distro and you can mix and match them. But if you have non-free stuff and they're non-open source stuff, you know, you know, Richard Stallman will yell at you and then less people will use your distribution. It's... It's, it's a very complex, convoluted beast. If you look at what is actually happening in the world, you've got things like, like Ubuntu, which is kind of the king of the hill of, of Linux distros right now, but they're also getting in a lot of hot water because not everything they do is, you know, 100% open source in the community, etc. Um, so it's, it, there's a, there's a toss-up. So what's going to happen in the future? Nobody knows. It's very crazy and difficult to follow and understand. Um, which uh, is kind of represented in Linux Tycoon a bit. <laughs> All right, so when you decided to say, I'm going to try and port this to DOS, like what is, yeah. what is step one in that? Like is there documentation you look up? Like I, I assume that there aren't a lot of other people doing this. No, so, so, dear God, no. <laughs> so so we're, like once you have the, the idea in your head, like where does one go from there? You know, actually, so initially I thought, okay, I'll, I'll port this over to DOS, and um, I was going to use all the same artwork and graphics from the Linux, Windows, and Mac versions and all that. Um, and so I started looking around, because I hadn't touched DOS as a development platform in, I don't know, what, 20 years at least. And uh, I was looking around and just doing Google searches on it, and I realized the only people doing any work in DOS were, were hobbyist people, and they were all doing it in Quick Basic. And I was like, you kidding me? And then I, then, it, then it, like a bell went off. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm going to write this in the most ridiculous thing I could find. So at least initially I thought, I'm going to rewrite this in Quick Basic because how cool is that, right? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's kind of ridiculous that I'm doing it to start with. So why not do it in a ridiculous language? But then I started doing a little more searching and uh, I stumbled across back way back when Microsoft released a version of Visual Basic for DOS. They released one version of it, they never released any updates for it, and they quickly pretended like it didn't exist. I found a copy that I got legally and I built it in that. Because I thought how how awesome would it be to build a game about making your own open source Linux distribution, not only in DOS, but in Visual Basic for DOS. <laughs> And, and and then I immediately decided, you know what? No graphics. I'm going to make this thing look like DOS. I want this to not just look like DOS. I want it to look like early 80s DOS. I want it to look old. And it still has, you know, mouse support. That way people, you know, who want to play this on an Android device can use like a touch screen and things like that. But look and feel wise, I gave it the, the most old school retro look and feel I could find. Like there's, there's windows and dialogues and everything, but they're all represented in, you know, ASCII text characters and things like that, which actually proved to be a bit of a challenge sometimes, but it was worth it because of the ridiculousness of it. And in the end, the game plays the same as, you know, the Linux, Windows and, and Mac versions, but it just is more more ridiculous, yet more portable, I guess. Yeah. What did you end up 
find what did you find to be the most surprising part about that process other than just like starting you know the, the initial part where you have to just figure out how am I going to do this yeah. once you actually kind of got into the weeds what did you find the most surprising part about actually trying to build it for this you know now sort of ancient platform totally ancient for one no decent debugging tools whatsoever <laughs> um, so I decided to do it in VB for DOS because it was awesome I have never used VB for DOS before this was a very first thing for me and man is that thing archaic it is uh, there is a reason it is not the number one platform in the world uh, at this point in time VB for DOS is not oh, it, it was painful um, so there was that and then it, it, something struck me after I started working in it. I have written all this code written. Uh, you know, I have uh, um, these, you know, big expansive, you know, files filled with data that the game uses to figure out, you know, how many users new Linux distros get and that sort of thing. And I quickly realized I can't load up a DOS box DOS emulator window and copy and paste text from my normal desktop into it. And that slowly began to drive me insane. <laughs> um, it was it was brutal. So I ended up having to like cut up all of my original code that I wanted to reuse uh, into little text files, store them on this little mounted virtual C drive inside a DOS box, and it was just uh, it was absolutely brutal pain. But I mean, once it's done, it's no big deal. But that was that was the biggest pain. But the biggest surprise to me was that people downloaded it. <laughs> that it wasn't just a pure joke you put it out there and everyone oh. just says that's funny that you did that why would you do that right well so uh, okay so i figured maybe for the first couple of days or a week after i released this this you know the downloads would be high so the downloads so uh, linux tycoon's out for at that point four different platforms right three of those platforms are valid legitimate platforms and the fourth one is dos for the first week the DOS downloads were about 90% of the total downloads. That was, I thought that was funny, but I figured, you know what, you know, starting next week, no one's going to ever download this again. Well, it, it leveled off at about 40-some percent, making DOS the number one downloaded platform for <laughs> Linux Tycoon. And it remains that way a month later. It's, it stayed even at between 39 to 42% each week. And uh, following up on that, Linux and Windows are about on par, which you'd kind of expect. There's more Windows machines out there, but it's a game about Linux, so obviously Linux is going to be more popular. And they're sitting at about, I, I want to say, 25% each right now uh, with Mac OS 10. I can't remember exactly what it's at. It's, it's at it less than 10% total, something along those lines. But yeah, right around 40% of all people who go to grab Linux Tycoon at least download the DOS version. And... And I've, I've gotten pictures of people running it on just weird devices. And that, to me, is awesome. I mean, it's, it's stupid, and it's ridiculous. And it's, <laughs> but and in the it's, right way. But in the right way, right? It's, it's like, it's like a, just a, a giant community of nerds deciding that they're going to run the most ridiculous game that, that anyone could think of on as many platforms as possible in the most ridiculous way possible. And that, to me, is way cool. So like like uh, you know people will send me pictures of running on you know their uh, you know their you know Samsung Galaxy S3 running DOSBox with Linux Tycoon full screen and you know in landscape mode so it looks all cool in the touchscreen style and I'm like that's that's awesome you know because <laughs> all the games you could grab you're not playing a Star Wars Angry Birds you're playing a DOS based Linux simulator <laughs> that's awesome there's something real special about that and I think that's probably right? that's probably why you know, it has even less to do with 
the game that they're playing as much as yeah. it's just the possibility space, right? It's that I, I can do this thing. And then so on one hand, you have you who made it possible that you can run it through DOS. And then on the other hand, you have the users who then go and run with it and see how, because this new framework allows us to run it on way more platforms, what is the weirdest platform that I could actually run this on? Right? It, 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 yeah, I've, I've already put out the, the, the thing out there. I mean, if anyone could get it to run in a refrigerator, like a smart fridge, I need, <laughs> I need a picture of that. Because it's just awesome. It's, you know, it's, I actually I posted kind of a little tongue-in-cheek post on my website that was basically that along the lines of, you know, it's official, DOS is now the, the most dominant gaming platform in the world. Uh, of course, yeah, I put a little infographic there of the of the chart of the DOS sales or DOS downloads versus the other platforms. And and I'm um, just like, look, proof is right there, guys. I've got a pie chart and everything that says DOS. <laughs> That's <laughs> just, too funny. It's ridiculous, man. But it's tons of fun. I mean, it's I, I feel like I feel like game developers don't have a whole hell of a lot of fun anymore. Like you look at like you know, EA and coming out with SimCity. I mean, obviously, that's a topic that's been talked about to death. Mm-hmm. But it's so much of what they did and the time they put into that was around DRM and, you know, being always connected to the server so that they could kind of, you know, kind of keep tabs on people and make it hard for people to pirate it. And it's become this real serious business. And I'm just like, screw that. This is about games. I'm not going to make myself miserable making a game. I'm going to have as much fun making the game as I would have playing it. So in that regards, I'm going to make it for whatever ridiculous platform I can think of and and have some fun in the process. So that's that's kind of been my, my mantra, uh, for better or worse, I guess. Did you find that you got useful lessons out of the experience that you can actually apply to the stuff that you're doing going forward on, you know actual modern platforms or, or was it purely just sort of a goofy experiment you know it started as a goofy experiment I did learn a couple of things for one I learned that there is a very very large group of people out there that could give two less than two tenths of a poop about graphics I found that out uh, uh, the hard way really um, people are just a lot of people out there I think are just looking for fun gameplay and could really care less what it looks like. I mean, I'm sure that's not everybody. People want to see the, the coolest graphics. I mean, even I like really cool graphics. But um, it was kind of reassuring to me to see that so many people are like, you know what, yeah, make the whole UI out of ASCII characters. That's rad. I'm like, you know what, you're right, it is rad. I'm gonna, we should do that more. Uh, I mean, I haven't released any more games along those lines, but um, but it's kind of given me the, the the courage and the thought that you know you could focus on that and do that. And there are some really great, you know, very retro-looking ASCII-styled games. And we're not just talking, you know, people going with like pixel art and eight-bit style, which is kind of in the rage right now, you know. But going back even further and saying, you know what, forget pixels. <laughs> And I love that. I love that people actually respond to that and think that it, it's cool, you know? And they actually think that I want to play this game. And I want not only to play this game, I want to take a picture of it and I want to post it up on Google Plus or somewhere so that people know that I am using this incredibly powerful quad core rig to play a full screen DOS game with, with no, no pixels and no real artwork to speak of. And I, I think that's groovy. I feel like. I feel like that's like the way of the future, you know, of real hardcore gamers. Let the casual gamers have the graphics with the flying, cool, cartoony pigs. Hardcore gamers are going to ASCII. 
<laughs> I feel like there's no more appropriate place than to possibly leave that the conversation on ASCII art. Um, so I, 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 appreci- <laughs> I, I appreciate you spending a couple of minutes uh, explaining this. Uh, this totally ridiculous, but I, completely ridiculous. But also amazing that you actually followed through on it. You know, I mean, that's it's it's easy to say, hey, I'm going to do, or maybe it's not easy. It's but it's still ridiculous to say you're going to do something on DOS, but you actually uh, followed through on it, and and now people can. Uh, can go to your website and download it if they wanna if they wanna check it out. They they, they absolutely can. It, I'm gonna leave it up there. I'm actually still continuing to update it because enough people are downloading it and playing it and sending in feature requests. I'm like, well, all right. The DOS version has actually become the cutting edge version. Um, <laughs> I've I've said that any new gameplay tweaks that are dramatically different and like experimental will happen on the DOS version. So it is Linux Tycoon, and I've, it's jokingly the Extreme DOS Edition. So. There you go. You can grab it at lunduke.com, and it's awesome. (laughs) All right, Brian, thanks so much for your time.